0: Today on Recruiting Hell, we kick off our second season with episode 21 featuring Rex Roy of MyCareerSnapshot.com.
1: But there's another aspect to the company which, which to me is important and it's kind of a social aspect. I hate being out of work. I, I just, I hate the way it feels. Uh, I hate the stress that it puts on me and my family. And I think that that's universal. If you're used to being employed, and you're you're you know used to having a role to go to and being productive and you know get getting that paycheck and not having to worry about health insurance and all that. You know, being out of work, and I'm and I'm sorry, I know this is a family show, but being out of work sucks. I hate it. We can it. say
0: that. We can say that. It we can does. Say that. <laughs> it just sucks. It's the worst.
1: And you know, I genuinely hope that this tool can help people get back to work and get back to work faster and, and get away from all of those, you know, all that darkness that goes with being, you know, laid off or, or fired or furloughed.
0: Hello, and welcome to Recruiting Hell. I'm glad you're here with us today. I'm your host, Rob Gonlin. Welcome to episode 21 of Recruiting Hell. Today's episode has another excellent tool for your job search that we're going to learn about straight from the source. This episode is also an amazing example about the power of networking, and we'll talk a little bit about that before we get into our normal schedule of events here networking is hard, hands down. Introducing yourself to others or taking a gamble on a person that you don't know is definitely challenging. There is something to be said about reaching out to others and finding common ground with them, especially when you're talking about business or finding a job. Now, I've been exceptionally lucky lately in that my networking efforts have really paid off in a number of very big ways. By using both LinkedIn and other more personal methods of networking, I've been able to increase the size of my own personal network by over 25% in the past three months. That's literally more than a hundred other professionals that I can ask for advice, help guide their job search, or find a new opportunity for myself or someone else from. And it's also a great source of guests for this show. So networking, whether by social media or another means, is not only a great opportunity for you to be seen and heard, but it also gives others an opportunity to have the same happen to them, a bit of a pay it forward, if you will. So I invite you as a listener to connect with and follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever. Put my network to work for you. Make sure you have a great intro note, though. We talked about that in the past episode. Networking led me to our guest today. And from an off-the-cuff comment I made where someone else outside my network saw an opportunity to help connect us, I can't remember what or where that comment was, But anonymous LinkedIn user who introduced me to our guest, if you're listening, thank you. All right, now on to the main event. A quick reminder of why we're here. Because if you're listening to this show, you're here for one of two reasons. You'd like to get a new or a better job. Today's job market is tough, and you're in the awful situation I call recruiting hell, where good jobs are few and far between, and scams are underpayment and ridiculous requirements for entry-level jobs abound. This show is about teaching you to avoid the pitfalls of the modern job hunt and help build you as a person to bring your interview and job hunting game to the next level. The show is here to motivate you and give you the discipline to keep going in your search so you can get out of recruiting hell. So whether you're on your 200th application, 50th rejection email, or second recruiter ghosting you this week, You are welcome at this table to learn new skills to help you win your job hunt. Now, resume and cover letters have been the staple submission for job sites and applications for decades, literally decades, because we've moved into the technological era uh, back in the, the early 2000s. So we're at 20 years of this, but I'm betting you've seen it more than a few times out there, dear listener, where job applications have room for other supporting documents. Now, the question is, what could you put there? Well, our guest today, Rex Roy of MyCareerSnapshot.com, definitely has something that can really set your application apart. Rex, welcome to the show. It is great to have you on here, my friend.
1: Uh, Rob, thank you so much. And what a great intro. And while you were talking, I was racking my brain because I can't remember who introduced us either. I'm drawing a complete and total blank.
0: Exactly. There's some LinkedIn comment out there where it says, Hey Rob, you should talk to Rex Roy. And it's like, I I don't know who said that.
1: Neither do I, but yes. Thank you. Whoever said that, that was great.
0: Good deal. So Rex, again, welcome to the show. And as usual, the kind of way we, we do this is we start with you. Who are you? What is the Rex Roy story? Where did you come from? And how did you get here so far today?
1: Thank you. So I'll try to do it quickly. Uh, I am out of Detroit and I worked, I've worked in communications my entire life. As a matter of fact, I literally, this is not a figurative comment. I literally grew up in the industry. Um, my dad had an agency in Detroit and I literally grew up as a kid going down there on Saturdays. I worked there while I was in high school. So um, I came up through the industry. For those of you that know advertising and some of the old school terminology, I started in the mat room and then worked traffic. So I was a glorified mail person pushing a mail (laughs) card around, uh, you know, taking a copy through the approval process. I did some uh, visual arts uh, training, photography. Um, We were doing early early animation in the late 70s, computer-aided animation in the 70s, and I got to work with some guys that were working on that with actually a home-built Tandy computer that would uh, run an animation camera along a track. Neat stuff.
0: Oh, that is super neat.
1: And um, I stayed in advertising, um, much to my chagrin at some point, because anybody that's in advertising knows that it can be a pretty brutal business, and uh, especially in a town like Detroit, where uh, if you're in advertising and marketing in Detroit, you're probably working for an auto company. And uh, boy, when the auto companies uh, get a cold, you know, the city doesn't just get the flu. It gets uh, pneumonia and you're on a ventilator and it can be quite a ride uh, economically. But come through that and uh, was in event marketing most recently at a company called Jack Morton. Terrific company, by the way. And uh, when the pandemic hit, uh, because there are no longer, you know, concerts major sports events where you have people there. Um, I worked on racing, so there aren't races anymore, uh, auto races with uh, the public invited right now. So, um, uh, Jack Morton's business uh, pretty much evaporated and, uh, oh, they wow. cut their staff uh, considerably. And like I said, great company. They had no way of seeing any of this, just like, you know, everybody was caught by surprise. And, um, they had to cut ranks just to keep the, you know, the doors open. And uh, I think they'll come back when the event industry comes back, but uh, that leaves an awful lot of good people in the event industry, you know, still figuring out what their next move is. And that's what led to what we're talking about today.
0: Got it. So COVID might be the mother, uh, they say necessity is the mother of invention. COVID might also be uh, a parent to invention as well. Gotcha. So, Rex, it's a great story. And, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little bit off of our, our pre-talked about stuff here. I love Detroit. I love Detroit because, as you said, you know, the audio industry gets a cold and the city suffers. But every time I've seen in my short life here, I've seen Detroit suffer. Detroit always comes back and comes back better. Like there, there was that old Super Bowl commercial from, I want to say, 2009 or so. And they're like Detroit's coming back, and they introduced the Chrysler 200 or 300, one of the two. But I just, I always had that stick with me. I love your town. I've, you. I've, I've, I've never been, but like I just like the fact that that Detroit literally takes a a punch to the face sometimes and just gets right back up. And I think it's a huge tribute to all the people who live there and and the people who decide to continue to do business there. I know there's great companies there you know, not just the automakers, but like Quicken Loans is, is out of Detroit, which is kind of a, a strange place to be out of, if you ask me.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, it is. Um, Detroit is an interesting town. Um, you know, Detroit can certainly uh, take a punch. And uh, certainly Detroit has uh, punched itself in the face a few times, I'd say. <laughs> um, you know, Detroit politics was, uh, was once described as uh, third world politics, but without the goats. And, um,
0: wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. And, and it's really interesting what happens when the politics get cleaned up and business is allowed to do what business does, which is, you know, create jobs and opportunity. Um, and I'll tell you, 10 years ago, if you would have said, uh, yeah, Rex, I really want to come to Detroit, I would have said, why? You know, it is an interesting town. If 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 you're from here, you know where to go, you know where not to go. But I'll tell you now: um, as soon as the city opens up a bit more, uh, please do come. Uh, the The town is terrific. It truly is terrific. There is uh, there's so much great stuff going on here since um, the former mayor got put in federal prison. Uh, we've <laughs> got a we have a terrific new mayor, Mayor Mike Duggan. Um, his uh, police sh- Chief is a guy named James Craig. Man, those guys have done a terrific job. Um, not only for a business, you know, for 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 companies to do business, but for people to live and work and enjoy. And it's a it's a terrific town. The kind of problems that are happening in other cities like St. Louis or Portland or Baltimore aren't happening in Detroit. It really kind of uh, breaks the expectation that you might have of a traditionally Democrat-run city. Uh, Detroit has run very, very well. And it's a, it's a good place to be.
0: That's excellent to hear because I mean, even I'm, I'm, again, I'm part of the rust belt here with you, you know, from Milwaukee, we've, we, we kind of poke fun at you guys a little bit. Sometimes at least we, we, we used to, we don't, don't as much anymore, but you know, back during the great recession, we totally did. So, you know, that's kind of, you know, we've talked about rust belt cities and things like that. You know, we, we watched your job here in the, the latest kind of recession, evaporate mine evaporated uh and a lot that's a lot of middle for me and upper management for you kind of kind of job so what happened with a lot of companies in your area that kind of led you into this ability to to be able to pursue your own thing Rex?
1: Sure. Well you know probably like you in February my career was terrific. You know business was gangbusters we were looking forward to a terrific 2020 Uh, then as, uh, you know, February transitioned into March and, you know, the Wuhan flu became known as COVID-19 and we started to understand how serious things were. Things, you know, it was just like somebody started turning the rheostat down. And I saw, you know, the writing on the wall for the event industry. It's like, okay, well, if they're talking about shutting things down where people get together... I need to be prepared if something happens, and I need to look for a job. So I dusted off my resume. That's the first thing any motivated person does when they look into the future and they think they might need to find a job: is dust off the resume. Right. So I did that. I'm a professional writer. I've got a good resume, and but I looked at it and went, "Okay, it's good, but somebody actually has to read it." You know, I was I'm aware, just like others, that you know recruiters or uh, HR hiring managers spend uh, four to six seconds looking at a resume. Right. And I went, man, I can't tell my story in four to six seconds in a resume. So I thought about if there could be a different way of presenting a snapshot of my career that could make an impact in four to six seconds.
0: So your team at My Career Snapshot offers something that can be really used to augment a job application. Tell us a bit about what you folks do and produce for people.
1: Oh, sure, that's easy. What we do is with information provided by our clients, we produce a literal snapshot of their career successes. It's really just that simple. And I thought that the best way to do that is using metrics. And as a creative person, I've got lots of metrics in my history. I've been writing, you know, TV commercials for, I don't know, 25, 30 years. I've, I, I was a journalist before I was in event marketing. And I've got uh, over 500 bylines published by more than 30 different publications. Everybody from, you know, the New York Times to Automotive News. I've been all over the place. I've had thousands of photographs published. I've written a book. In my event marketing career, i produced well over a hundred meetings. I've helped car companies in all of my different positions at ad agencies. I launched more than a hundred vehicles, including, and some people will laugh at this. I helped launch the Pontiac Aztec, if you can believe
0: it. That thing thing is a kind of a monstrosity, isn't it? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Weird looking critter.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know how hard it is to produce a catalog for a car that's that ugly?
0: You know, I, I have a feeling, but you did it, though. That's the thing. It, it takes you a talented person to find something that's really appealing in an angular hat, hatchback crossover with a tent in it, right? Is that?
1: I, you know what? That is the truth. The interior was actually quite pretty, so the catalog had like uh, five or six spreads of the interior first before we got to a picture of the exterior. So that's how we masked it. But in any event, so I took all these metrics and everybody's career has metrics. You know, Rob, your career has metrics. Absolutely. Uh, Somebody in sales, somebody that's in digital marketing, a doctor, a guy that does carpentry work because, you know, who knows how many walls that guy is framed in you know, the application of metrics to any job, I think, is applicable, and so what I did is I took my metrics, and I went to an art director friend of mine, and I said, I want to build this snapshot that uses illustrations to highlight some of my key metrics, and because uh, I come out of racing, let's give it a race theme, and so she worked up a beautiful graphic for me, and then I went, you know what, Let's throw this into Adobe Acrobat. Let's make my email link and the link to my profile website live. And I'm going to start sending this out as a conversation starter to people. Before I did that, I showed it on LinkedIn. And my LinkedIn network went bananas over it. They thought it was Hmm. a terrific idea as a supplement to a resume. And I agree, it's not a resume replacement. It is a resume supplement you certainly need something that goes into more depth on on what you've done. And you also need something for the applicant tracking systems to scan because, you know, the PDF isn't scannable because it's an image. So I've been using the snapshot to start conversations and to get people's attention. And it certainly got the attention of my LinkedIn network. And I had more than one person tell me that I needed to commercialize the idea. And so I did. You know, after March transitioned into April and things were truly shutting down in the event industry, and I knew that I was probably headed for furlough, I had time on my hands. So I contacted another art director that had been furloughed from the same agency, and we came up with a design that we knew that we could make affordable, because we wanted this thing to be, you know, not thousands of dollars or even you know, many hundreds of dollars. But if we could be affordable in terms of, you know, what would a resume review cost somebody? Oh, that costs you a couple of hundred bucks. So we settled on um, designing something that would take about a $100 worth of work to do. And um, so our next gig, because we hope it gets you your next gig, (laughs) our next gig career snapshot costs 125 bucks plus tax. And we can have it turned around in two to four days. And it's a pretty slick-looking graphic presentation of your metrics. And what we do is we take people's metrics. For instance, what would be a metric out of your career, Rob?
0: Uh, Let's see here. I would say something probably about my social media management where I had a page I was responsible with over 2 million
1: followers. Perfect. Okay. So what we do is we'd get the number. We'd put 2 million plus and there'd be a little uh, caption underneath that that would say followers of a web page i managed and then we would have an icon just a little line drawing of somebody's hand holding a mobile device with a screenshot on it and so sure. we would combine something that is visual plus the number plus your caption and we would put that on a page with maybe 10 or 12 other similar types of numbers and that would be your career snapshot page. And we've got neat color palettes that people can pick when they go through the process and you can have it made so that it's a portrait orientation or a landscape orientation. So there's a lot of personalization that goes into these things as well. But when somebody gets it in their hand or they've got it up on the screen, it's like, bam! You can see a lot about somebody's career and their ability to deliver ROI as an employer very quickly and it gives them a reason then to either look at your portfolio page or look at your LinkedIn profile or da- dive deeper into your resume. That's really what we hope the next gig snapshot can be. It's a it's a hook so that they go deeper into what your background is and what your capabilities are.
0: Got it. So this is basically a add-on to a resume that it takes advantage of the a picture is worth a thousand words type thing because you're you're trying to get somebody impressed with a resume with a a glance if you will so these these stats and these statistics definitely something that can probably catch that eye so maybe back up just a little bit here you mentioned that what we what you kind of take and and how it's put together Rex but like how does somebody like myself give you the resume and and how do you guys kind of decide what's important with that
1: Well, thankfully, we don't have to because that's something that you'll do within the process. Oh. So we've got kind of a neat process at Career Snapshot. So you go to the site and you click on the next gig snapshot and you look at it and go, okay, I think this is something that could help me in my job search. I'm a motivated job hunter and it's worth it to really move my career and move it more quickly. You buy it, you immediately get sent... A link to a Google form. And in the Google form, we walk you through step by step how to input uh, after you've identified your metrics. And so you actually write your own. So you've got your resume in your hand or you've got things in your mind, and you go through and you fill out this Google form. That gets sent to us. It populates a Google sheet that then we review before we select the art director that'll do the. The graphic for you. If we have any questions, we get back to you. And then the art director will take a first swipe at it. I review every first draft. As a matter of fact, I looked at one this morning for a guy in the PR industry. Looked at the first draft. I test all the links, make sure the copy is good, make sure the numbers make sense. And then we send it to the client. The client then can revise it. We make his changes. We check it one more time and then it's done. We send a final PDF that's ready to go.
0: That is so cool. I'm glad you answered a couple of little extra questions I had kind of kicking around. Like if I fill out your form and I I don't want to say do a bad job, but maybe I'm maybe I'm not as skilled at directing kind of the way that my career has gone, you know, maybe talking about that or interpreting that. That's great to hear that there's actually some some human oversight rather than just sucking it into a form and spitting it out the other end to somebody who makes art. And, you know, artists obviously can can interpret things in many ways. And I think getting them to the right level of interpretation probably is, is a very good skill. And again, you check every, every single one for the first draft.
1: I mean, oh, absolutely.
0: Wow. that, that We got to find a way to scale that. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure.
1: Well, you know, it helps that the team that I'm working with, all these art directors, the minimum level of skill that they have working on fortune 500 brands is nine years. Wow. Okay. And And so I'm not working with, you know, a 15-year-old who happens to know how to work in, you know, Photoshop or InDesign. These are mature, seasoned, professional art directors. And they're used to working with copy. They're used to working with clients. And so, you know, you've got a serious team working to create these things. We do make sure that it does get that human oversight. For instance, one of the uh, next gigs we did uh, last month was for somebody in marketing And she was writing her captions, and they were good captions and good metrics, Uh, but there was some repetition in in certain words, like she used the word managed too many times. So I offered her a couple of suggestions for some synonyms and some uh, rewriting of a couple of the captions, just that gave it a bit more flavor and polish. And I think she appreciated that, and I think the piece looked better and has done a better job of communicating for her. And so, you know, that just happens as as a course of normal business for us. That's how we take care of our clients.
0: Sure. Well, and that that almost sounds like again, you mentioned this is sort of like a resume review, but it's not a resume review. It's it's that kind of customer care embedded into this this art process, which is so cool.
1: If I could. The interesting thing and I didn't realize this was going to happen when I started doing this, but our process has helped people improve their resumes because unless you're in sales or unless you're in marketing, it might not, you know, the idea of metrics and looking at your career in terms of metrics might not be something that you're used to doing. You know, salespeople are typically in tune to, well, you know, that was a $8 million sale or in total this year, I've done this much business or whatever, but many people aren't, you know, I had a, I had a teacher that we did one for And I asked her, how many kids has she taught how to read? She said, well, gee, I've never thought of that. I said, well, think about it. You know, that's kind of a neat metric. And she went back and figured it out. And it was an impressive metric. But people will identify metrics and then realize that they can revise their uh, their resume with those new metrics. And so it ends up making the resume a better communication device, a better storyteller about how they can deliver ROI for their next employer. So it does really help that process, even though that's really not what we intended. It's just kind of an ancillary benefit.
0: Now, I was thinking about this as we we started our kind of initial conversation on this, Rex. You know, the the My Next Gig snapshot, I think, is is a great thing, especially for somebody who's like in maybe in my level of career advancement, you know, middle to maybe upper middle management. Is there a minimum job level that something like a career snapshot uh, would work for?
1: You know what? I think it would work for pretty much anybody. I've had a couple of people that are just out of school think about it. Haven't had anybody pull the trigger on it yet. But as I thought about what, you know, a recent college grad might want to have in it, um, you know, of course, one metric would be GPA. Another metric might be how many college activities they had been involved in, you know, things like that. So I think that there, you could do something like that even just starting out. So no, I don't think there's any level. Oh,
0: good to hear. Cause I, I had this thought of, you know, somebody who, you know, is maybe trying to advance from like frontline fast food work to be like 4 million pounds of potatoes shoveled in a year, you know, into, into fries and things like that. And I just thought that was kind of funny. And, and is, is that a, is that a stat an employer wants to see? I don't know. And, and is, I suppose if it's, if it's a ludicrous amount of, of potatoes turned into French fries, it might even be worthwhile. <laughs>
1: You know, it's funny. My uh, my younger daughter is getting married in October and we've gotten to know her fiance very well. He's a, he's a real good kid. And he managed uh, a pizza shop for two years while he was in college. And he thought about, you know, he's now 26. So he's quite a bit past that. Now. But mm-hmm. he had talked about, well, gee, I could put a metric in of how many pizza pies I, I baked or had sure. delivered or managed. And, you know, I think that For someone very early in their career, one of the things that an employer is looking for, if they're a reasonable employer, uh, they're just looking for somebody that's responsible. They're looking for somebody that has some type of experience. And so I think that metrics like that actually make sense.
0: Excellent. Got it. And that's, again, total angle I did not see from that. You know, I'm thinking people you know, wanting to advance into marketing, into uh, into other fields, things like that. And then actually, Rex, that leads right into my next question. Are there particular industries that you find really benefit from this visualization? Obviously, everybody has some level of benefit, but are there ones that really have shown to be kind of honed in with this snapshot?
1: Salespeople tend to understand it best simply because it's most familiar to them. Mm-hmm. But I think once the concept of creating a snapshot becomes or let's say get some critical mass behind it i don't think there will be any limitations to to groups that could use it or to people that could benefit from it like i said it works for teachers it works for construction jobs it works for all all types of skills because no matter what job you have you're always doing something you're accomplishing some task and you know the idea is all right how do you ferret out what those numbers are? You know, and I think about it. Say in the um, in the event industry, you have guys that do show setup and show teardown, and it's like, all right, well, how many tens of thousands of pounds of, of equipment have you moved on and off a trailer in a typical year? Right. You know, how many how many lights have you set for a show? How many miles of mic cable have you laid? All of that type of stuff and you can do it for any industry. You know, I'm a writer, I love telling stories, I love diving into stuff like that. So for me it's easy. It may not be easy for somebody that's actually thinking about it but hasn't ever done it. But if I I could spend 5 minutes talking to you and come up with 10 questions to ask you about your career that are all that would all lead to metric-based answers.
0: Interesting. Well and again that that's I think everybody getting into the idea of metric space whether you're Looking at a My Career Snapshot or, and grabbing one of those, or if you're just looking at your, your resume, I think metrics-based resumes probably are some of the ones that really people in, in HR latch on to. I remember at a, at a past business I worked for, they had a concept of uh, everybody has a number. And at, at first, that kind of blew my mind a little bit like, what are you, we're counting everything, guys? Yeah, we're counting everything because we need to know where to spend money, where to not spend money, what's not working, what's working all over the place. So Rex, I want to shift gears a little bit here because you mentioned something earlier in our conversation that I think is kind of the bane of a lot of people's existence and it's the ATS, the applicant tracking system. In your experience, are extras like a career snapshot or maybe letters of recommendation, things like that, do those necessarily lead to a better shot at an interview?
1: You know, I wish I could answer that with certainty. I would like to hope that they do. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've been doing with the career snapshots, and I and I recommend this to those that get them, is that when you do the online applications, some companies will give you the option of uploading additional documents. And of course, what they're expecting to get would be letters of recommendation. They would look for, uh, you know, professional certificates. You know, if you've taken some some coursework. They might look for uh you know certificates of membership in professional organizations that type of thing those are the the perfect opportunities to upload a career snapshot because boy, when that thing opens on the screen, that will get their attention and again, the hope is is that you hook them to take a closer look at you and i I believe the career snapshot will will do that but unfortunately i don't have any metrics that would tell me that that happens because, you know, the company's only started in August. So we're awfully young.
0: Right. And, and that's okay. You know, then, then maybe that's something for, for the future for you guys, you know, the, the, to find out that what that metric is, that if you can, and I'm not sure how you'd suss that out from, from employers, but saying, you know what, if you get one of these, your resume is forty-seven percent more likely to be viewed by a hiring manager, or something crazy like that. Um, I'm, again, I'm not sure how you get that. I tend to be an idea guy sometimes, <laughs> but I, I think that's pretty neat. So, and speaking of like feedback and things like that, what kind of research, HR backing, and all other things has, has has come your way with my career snapshot? What what have folks been kind of saying? I know you, you touched on a bit of it earlier.
1: So the feedback that we've been getting has been primarily from uh, recruiters. So recruiters love the idea. And I I believe it's because it makes their job easier. If they have a client that's got a career snapshot and a cleaned up resume, it is easier for a recruiter to put those clients in front of hiring managers. And so I've, I've been speaking with a number of recruiters as well as career coaches who are also on board and thanks again to LinkedIn for making it easy to you right. know, to identify people <laughs> like that. And so I have several recruiters that are actively referring clients. And I've started an affiliation with a career coach and we're working on doing the same thing. So the market is definitely recognizing the value of the snapshot. And I hope to get to a point where we can, you know, do some follow-up interviews with hiring managers to see and try to evaluate uh, qualitatively what kind of impact the snapshot had. I don't know, you know, we're a long way from being able to get quantitative data on that, right. But, right. you know, I would love to have a couple of uh, positive anecdotes pass along beyond my experience, which has been really good. It has definitely kicked open some doors that I didn't expect it to.
0: That's and, awesome. Uh, and, and you know, fun, fun part is I've had a couple of recruiter guests on this show. I think we might have to introduce you to them because I think you could really, really gain some some good insight from some great people that I know too. So again, networking, hey.
1: <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. It
0: is, it is a beautiful thing. Rex, we're talking about, again, putting this with your resume, making sure that it's kind of that add-on. What makes this a little bit different than a cover letter? You know, that if we are looking in like an applicant tracking system and we see two applications, they both have add-ons. What's going to make folks kind of take a look more at this than maybe a great letter of recommendation?
1: You know, my my answer to that is that you've got to read the letter of recommendation. And the snapshot, you just have to glance at. And, you know, we're at a real disadvantage here because um, our our audience can't see what a snapshot looks like. Um, and I hope that they take the time to go to mycareersnapshot.com and take a look because, if you've never seen something like this, it will it will surprise you at its simplicity and its visual impact because the thing really does reach out and grab you. So I think that for that initial point of contact, I think the snapshot perhaps does the best job of anything that we've talked about to try to get a hiring manager on the line so that you can reel them in.
0: Got it. So it's, it's that kind of that 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 bright burst of of attention grabbing like hey you need to take a look at this the other thing that came to my mind rex is you know we have uh, we have show notes for this program on you know recruitinghell.com. so we will definitely make sure that your snapshot is in those so folks can take a click through and of course you know we have the website for you as well there so i see sure. you might you might actually have it in your hand here yeah look at that that's actually pretty cool and you know what if we're if we're lucky we might actually snip it this little bit Sure. Uh, for the For some of the visual stuff. So I, I you know I know we talked about being on YouTube and things like that. And I said, that's eh, going to be mostly audio, but we might just snippet that at some point. I know I actually have a copy of your snapshot uh, in my email inbox. So that'll uh, definitely be something we can show people because as yes, we've said, a picture is worth a thousand words. Excellent. Well, Rex, uh, we're kind of at the end of the, the stuff that I've had. And I think we've walked through A great amount of your product and how it helps folks, and again, how networking and and all of these things kind of tie together to potentially land somebody their next gig. I want to turn it back to you a little bit here. And while I'm not saying, hey, you're the new host of the show, because I I do love this too much, (laughs) this is something I really enjoy. What kind of questions didn't I bring up about either add ons to resumes or mycareersnapshot.com that, you know, what did I miss?
1: You know what? I don't think you've missed anything. You know, you're, you're a great host and I could never do what you do. Um, <laughs> so uh, your position is safe, at least from me. The one thing that I didn't expect, but I probably should have with Career Snapshot is that it also has applications for businesses. Imagine many businesses have to pitch for their work or they have to present to clients.
0: Oh, I see where this is going.
1: To get their work. And the same type of metrics can work for companies as they do for individuals. You know, if you're a law firm, it's, you know, how many lawyers do you have? How many years combined education does your team have? How many cases do you litigate? How much money have you won? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. A uh, physical therapy practice that could work. It, it, you know, if you've got a lawn care company, same type of thing.
0: Right, 32,000 lawns mowed since 1997 or something like exactly, that, right? Yeah.
1: Exactly. And um, it could work for a sales company, you know, an equipment company, a construction company. I think that it would be a neat thing for companies to place on their, on their websites. And Absolutely. I think it also works in, in uh, proposal packets. And so that's a, that's a totally different angle than doing one for an individual. But actually, the output's just the same. So that's also something for people to think about. And, you know, for companies to spend 125 bucks, heck, they waste that uh, in three months in Xerox paper.
0: Right, so, or coffee in a in a week, you know. Coffee in a week. <laughs> I, I've yeah. seen I've worked at companies where there has been I've there's been $125 worth of coffee drank a week. Seriously, it's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I like coffee, so I can definitely understand right where that metric you. comes from. As <laughs> as a matter of fact, I thought about putting uh ninety the number 90 on my own career snapshot uh, because that's the number of cups of coffee I drink in a month. So <laughs> I drink a lot of coffee.
0: That is a lot of coffee. Rex. That is a lot of
1: coffee.
0: The day we become a coffee coffee podcast uh, will be an interesting thing. But, uh, you know, and then that, I guess that kind of closes us out a little bit here, Rex. And were there any other questions that I missed before I, I kind of wrap things up here and, and tell them to buy Michigan maybe and and see uh, see your site?
1: Oh, you know, the one thing we didn't talk about Um, obviously I want to make career snapshot a going concern. Yeah. Um, but there's another aspect to the company, which, which to me is important. And it's kind of a social aspect. I hate being out of work. I, I just, I hate the way it feels. Uh, I hate the stress that it puts on me and my family. And I think that that's universal. If you're used to being employed and you're, you're, you know, used to having a role to go to and being productive and, you know, get, getting that paycheck and not having to worry about health insurance and all that, you know, being out of work. And I'm, and I'm sorry, I know this is a family show, but being out of work sucks. I hate we it. We can say
0: that. We can say that. It does.
1: It just sucks. <laughs> it's the worst. And, you know, I genuinely hope that this tool can help people get back to work and get back to work faster and, and get away from all of those, you know, all that darkness that goes with being, you know, laid off or, or fired or furloughed and and just, you know, out of the job market. If this can, if this can help people get back to work, you know, that's important to me. And I, and I think that there is, you know, a real positive social benefit to that. I want this to be able to help people because, it's awful being without a job it and, is. Uh, you know, I don't see this as being, you know, my, my, my full-time job. I'm actively trying to get back to, you know, a mm-hmm. position like I had before in, in communications, but I'm going to push this thing just as hard as I can to try to help as many other people get back to work as possible.
0: And you know, that's so, that's so funny, Rex, cause that's the exact same reason this whole show was made. That sentiment was the same thing as I said, you know what? I can't, I might be having, having some challenges myself, but, helping more people get back to work. Maybe, maybe that's the calling. And I think you're, you have a very good angle on it. And I think that's why this was such a a great fit between what your company does and what this show does, because it gets it out to folks who may have never heard of it. And, And I know from listeners who have reached out to me that people have gotten a job as a result of this show. And I have a feeling that if they, head to your website if they decide that it's a right fit for them to invest a little bit in themselves for a career snapshot that they might say oh my gosh this thing landed me this rocking position so uh, no, i hope really, it does i hope it does too and it's really neat to hear almost verbatim from you without having talked about it before you and i what your reasoning was for going into this because if you and i both said what's your reason for doing the thing that we're doing and wrote it down on a piece of paper we would read it and they would be literally the same thing.
1: They would almost verbatim. Awesome. Well, well, I mean, it just shows the power of, you know, a shared common experience. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it is a pretty universal thing to hate getting laid off, you know, to want to get back to work. It, uh, you know, while I'm grateful for, you know, being able to have some kind of safety net and, you know, my wife and I had saved, yep. it's just, it doesn't make it any easier.
0: No, it doesn't. Um, well, we'll wrap things up here then, Rex. Uh, again, you have a great product, and I really think it can help a ton of people. Uh, closing out, you got, you've you mentioned your website a couple times, mycareersnapshot.com. Uh, are there any social medias around that that we should give a plug for?
1: You know what? That's that's it. I, um, I have been uh, encouraged to work on uh, an Instagram account for it. Haven't done it yet. Again, we've only been around since August, but it is something that we're going to work on probably later this month, and uh, we'll see if we can't get a presence going there as well.
0: Gotcha. But so far, we should partner a little bit on that. (laughs) Definitely uh, happy to help you out, my friend, seriously.
1: Well, Uh, I'll accept the help, because uh, there there are some times that I feel very old and advanced in my career. With Instagram, that's that's one of the areas that I have a lot of learning uh, to do.
0: It comes pretty swift and, and there's the nice thing is, is that I, I thankfully, you know, I don't have a huge presence right now, but there's a number of folks who I think follow me that would really benefit from following you, especially with this career snapshot thing. So that, that's, that's Great. awesome. So no social medias right now, but they're coming soon. Uh, hopefully something like my career snapshot on Instagram and Facebook and other places like that. Uh, but Rex, we can find you again at what's the website?
1: My career snapshot. Dot com.
0: Perfect. <laughs> we didn't rehearse that either, folks. Uh, so nope,
1: nope, that's awesome. Honestly.
0: But good deal. Well, again, I, it's been just a pleasure to have you. A, uh, you know, this is networking thing worked out. I like, and for our listeners too, like when you network with people and you really click, which I feel, Rex, I feel, feel like you and I really click. Like I want to sit down and have two, three beers with you. Like that's, that is really how you know, the power of social media and the power of networking Uh, can take you forward. So I certainly hope uh, if you're listening to this, you can find somebody uh, like the dozens of people I've found over the past three months to network with and really start to build some great relationships and friendships with as well. So we'll close it out here on my end here for all things Recruiting hell. As always, if you, a listener, have a question, a comment, feedback, you want to see a topic, you want something covered, you can drop us a line at the recruiting podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and then, of course, you can visit us there on our new website, Recruiting-Hell.com. So please go there, click things. There are extras. There are things like show notes, blog articles. Follow us on the social media buttons. It took me forever to set up. And while you're there, this is probably the most, the biggest thing. There's a new newsletter coming out. I believe it is. First issue is coming out here on... Friday of this week. So that's the 11th, September 11th. Uh, the first issue of Recruiting Hell Overtime, which is our new weekly newsletter full of extra stuff that doesn't fit in the show. Last but not least, Recruiting Hell is a production of Westport Studios here in beautiful Port Washington, Wisconsin, and a resident show of Podcast Town. If you're looking for more great shows, check out the RecruitingHell.com list of our other wonderful content creators who I not only call friends, but whose input and feedback help make this show better for you. So please reward them with a listen. And hey, again, if you haven't subscribed, followed, or shared this show with somebody who's looking for a job, I'd greatly appreciate it. And I'm sure they would as well because there are millions of Americans out there who could benefit from learning a lot more about how to power up their job hunt. And a lot of them are most likely your friends and neighbors. So let's get them helped out. Big thanks to Purple Planet Music for our theme. And of course, you, the listener, for tuning in. I'm Rob Conlon. And until we meet again... Please keep moving forward with your self-betterment and your job hunt. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And Recruiting Hell will be here to help you keep pace.